Welcome to a very festive edition of the Theme Park Trader Podcast and on this show we're joined by Mickey Waffles and Disney Parks and Beyond as we tackle one part of a three-part episode that is across Theme Park Trader, Mickey Waffles, Disney Parks and Beyond. You'll have to listen to all three on Christmas or Christmas-ish to get the full picture but we're going through and we're answering a specific set of questions and the whole team is answering and it is merry and joyful there are jokes there are there's lots of fun so grab a drink and enjoy a festive edition of theme park trader each of us has a dream a heart's desire it calls to us and when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be all we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic. Stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Okay, so we're in for a very festive edition of Theme Park Trader as we are joined by representatives from Mickey Waffles. Hello. Hello. Um, representatives were the only ones. <laughs> it's late. I've had too many Christmas drinks. And... Um, Disney Parks and Beyond. So we've got uh, Nick, Mr. D, Sinead, and Kate. Welcome to the festive show. Um, is it festive because it's focused on monks? Monks, yeah. Yeah. All monks. Most of the religious characters. Yes. You're going to have to listen to uh, Disney Parks and Beyond now just to get that reference. <laughs> it's it's then, I'm not sure you're going to well. get it. You'll hear it, but I don't know if you'll get it. No, it's a good point, actually. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> I just let the uh, I just let the crazy man have the little side conversation, and yeah, we'll get back to the main show. Oh, it's gone to shit already. <laughs> so we we are answering three questions, one on each of the shows, and the question that has been given to us is: Looking ahead to twenty twenty one, what are you most excited for from Disney? I'm going to go to Kate first no the only thing i'm like honestly really excited for is like one that i actually get to go to a park but mostly like disney plus content i know we've talked about disney plus a lot this evening on everyone's shows but the like just having more content would be great because i have kind of noticed like the drip of like oh, what what streaming service will i go to there's fuck all on disney plus so let's move on uh so i'm excited for like all the recent announcements and stuff that is going to come out next year and just like, yeah, get more out of my subscription and like that, like star thing. If that becomes a thing that I can do, that'd be great too. So yeah, mostly that. Are you going to upgrade? Yeah, I probably will. It's going to be like, like what, two, three euros. Yeah. Now. Like if they, if they give the option, if they give the option to like buy the thing in the year again, I'll do that too. Like mm. I did like the early one 
obviously there probably won't be an early one again this year but it's just fine but I prefer just paying once and knowing I've paid that now I don't need to worry about it anymore and being like yeah that's 85 quid just gone grand don't need to worry about it my understanding is you're not gonna have a choice Ryan Basically, oh yeah, isn't it like added in as a like a you'll have like yeah. Marvel, Pixar, have, Star. Yeah, you either have Disney Plus, which includes Star, or you don't. That's it. There, oh, no I mean, I'm, I'm going for it. it yeah. you know, regardless, obviously, I think there's some there were some great announcements, and by the looks of the weird bug in Disney Plus currently on season two of Boy Meets World, for some reason, um, Family Guy is definitely coming, um, which will be a cool addition. That's not a bug. That was the original backdoor pilot for um, for Family Guy. Was uh, in season two of Boy Meets World. Stream Meets World. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree though. Disney Plus for me, there's loads of exciting stuff coming. Even in the first few months, you've got um, WandaVision, um, Loki in May, I think. Um, Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, and what's what's his face? You know, there's your characters. Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, that looked that actually looked alright. To be fair. I tell you what, I think the problem is with Disney Plus next year and that content is the fact that, especially the Marvel stuff, you've got WandaVision in January, mm. followed by Falcon and the Winter Soldier as soon as that ends in March. And then once that finishes in May, we've got Loki. Yep. What are you doing after that? <laughs> you've got three big shows, and we know Mando season three is not going to be coming out until December of next year. That's what they're saying. So you've got three shows. You're going to fill up the rest of your time with star content. Yeah. That's the idea. That it's like true, it gives yeah. you that free one. It's like, ah, oh, sure, look at this star nonsense. Let's give this a go. What's up? Oh, family guy. Jesus, haven't watched that in a while. Then you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and all the HD as well. None of that ITV2 yeah. SD shit that I have to deal with. Like, it's going to be, it's going to be looking good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good addition. To be fair, I've not seen the likes of Family Guy in quite a few years, so I probably, I probably would watch it once it's added. But they're, they're adding, they're going to be adding what, like Alien, Predator, Die Hard. I mean, I know we've all Big seen Big Boy shows. Yeah, I know we've, I know we've seen them all before, but if it's there, yeah. But we live in a convenient world. Like I, I I've always said, well, what do I need this stuff for if I've got the Blu-ray or the DVD? Because I can just press a button and it's there rather than having to find yeah. where I've hidden the Blu-ray somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, we've done that so so many times. Like Tangled is literally the front of the shelf behind me, and I couldn't be bothered. I just put it on Disney Plus. Like, why would you? Like, it's just there. I know. <laughs> I, the thing is, I really should just get rid of my Blu-ray collection because it's utterly pointless. Well, no, because what if one day everything breaks? Yeah, That's the internet the goes by. What if one day the like something goes. happens? And like Google today, in the haystack, everything just poof, she wants gone. Struggled. Yeah, yeah always, you're gonna I'll be. You're gonna, it. I'll reenact it. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna be trapped in your house in in Worthing there, Ryan, surrounded by zombies, right? <laughs> and what are you gonna Sounds do? There's like no internet. It. It's all gone down. <laughs> Get out of the Blu-ray player. Yeah. Connect right, it up dust, to your exercise off. bike. Dust off the VHS player, yeah. Start pedaling. But, I mean, the thing is, that that is my big thing. I mean, I know Disney Plus is a little bit different because, especially, like, obviously, Disney content, they own all that kind of stuff. But whenever you buy something digitally, you basically, if you look at the terms and conditions, you basically have it on a, on a long-term loan. Yeah. You never own the stuff. 
No. So, you know, if iTunes, you know, if Apple just decides to cancel iTunes, you'd lose all your content. Or if you died, you'd lose all your iTunes content that you paid money for over the years. And there are certain films that still aren't on Disney+. Plus. You know, like things like um, Enchanted uh, is, is not on Disney+, Plus, or certainly not in some regions. And there's, there's definitely things missing on the uh, UK version that's on the US version and, yeah, and vice is. versa. So I, I think... You can probably put it away somewhere, Ryan, but I think there might come a point where you actually need to dig some of that stuff out. Maybe, I don't know. Is that just licensing stuff that they're still waiting to get back? Uh, yeah, so with... Um, so I, I know the big one in America is Enchanted because a lot of people are annoyed, especially with the sequel being announced and everything. Um, and I think that's either on HBO or... It's, it's on a streaming platform. It might even be Netflix still. And all that content is coming off slowly but surely mm. yeah but while it's still on there they also can't share it so yeah there, there's some glaring omissions for that for that reason what's the, the, what's the deal with spider-man because there's something about spider-man as well isn't there is that license no 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 there's something about jamie it's uh it's got nothing to do with spider-man um, there was a there was a musical a theater reference, reference. That no one got. got wow. I got it. No, okay. I, I got, got it. it. It was, it was just. I, get that. I, yeah, I, I got it. It just wasn't overly no, no. funny. No. Well, no. Well, it was me that said it, so that does explain a lot. Um, I got it. <laughs> so the Spider-Man thing, that, like they, so they're making the movies with Sony, mm-hmm. but Sony still have the the kind of distribution rights, right? More than Marvel, so unless a deal is kind of struck between them they'll continue to go elsewhere so like in the uk the spider-man films are all on netflix yeah in terms it's of quite, it's quite uh, annoying like, isn't it yeah venom yeah. and spider-verse are on netflix at the moment aren't they and i, I know homecoming has been on there and far from home has been on there so it's, um, it's annoying because you the only way to watch the complete collection of the mcu is to either have them all on blu-ray or subscribe to various different streaming services yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, which which defeats the object of, of trying to have all your Marvel content in, in yeah. one place. I mean, I mm-hmm. because I have like a three D TV, I normally or I I bought those Marvel films anyway in three D, so I do have them. But yeah, of course, it's annoying that I have to actually put a disc in now. If I want to see Spider Man, I can't just watch it after watching another Marvel film. But well, not just that you have to put, you have to put glasses on as well. If I watch the three D, I, I can watch in two D. You know, I've got the choice. Yeah, I've got the choice, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a shame that they're they're, they're missing that content. Okay, uh, Sinead, what about you? Uh, mine's a pretty easy one. I just really want to get back to a park. I got an annual pass for Disneyland Paris like the day before Halloween in 2019, and I have not been able to use it since. And it just sits on a shelf. So the main thing I'm looking forward to in 2021 is actually getting to set foot into a Disney park. Probably DLP is the main one. If by some miracle I get to go to Disney World, highly unlikely, but maybe one day. Um, but yeah, I just really want to get back into a Disney park as soon as I can. And I'll be right safe. there using your friends and family tickets. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No shame there at all. Not a, not a piece. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think a, a lot of people who don't go to the parks haven't understood how difficult it has been for, for many people in not being able to go and then there has been options obviously for a lot of us to be able to make it if we really wanted to but obviously yeah. we've talked about on mickey waffles and disney parks and beyond how it probably wasn't the most sensible idea which is why 
none of us have. But I think people, unless you've been to the parks and you've been going for a while, you don't understand how much of an impact they have on your year until you have a year off. Yeah. Do you know when I noticed it the most? We were putting up our Christmas tree this weekend and I was like, this is the first time since probably like 2013 I haven't gone to a Disney park in some way, shape or form. So there hasn't been a new Disney park decoration mm. to go on the Christmas tree. Yeah. I was like, fuck, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad times. I yeah. almost bought one from the Disney store in uh, Blue Water this week, but I didn't. Which one? Well, the one, I, the, the one I wanted was the only one they didn't have. It was the Toy Story one. Oh, the with uh, four Whether characters on the... on the window. Yeah, they didn't have uh, it, but they had everything else. Typical Disney store. Shite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want more of a rant like that, listen to uh, previous episodes of Mickey Wobbles. Yeah. I think we should just blend, blend all of your... Um, <laughs> Got Disney stuff into one one episode. Um bumper. Yeah. <laughs> How shit can one shot be? <laughs> one, one six and a half hour bumper episode. You know when you get those like those those best of compilations, somebody yeah. could probably compile a best of Kate Rants at Shop Disney slash Disney store and make make a good two or three parts out of it. I'd listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I've lived it, I'll listen to it again. <laughs> Not how you sound, obviously. That's Thanks. How an Essex woman would sound. So, uh, Mr. D, if you had one, um, looking ahead, sorry, for 20, to 2021, what are you most excited for from Disney? Um, okay. Well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a general one, really. It's just it, it's just getting things going again, really. You know, it's just feeling positive about about the Disney parks and. You know, there's there's still a lot of things that are gonna that are gonna happen, which is great. But obviously, a lot of things have been have been delayed as well. Um, but personally, it, it's kind of similar to what you and Janine said. I, even if I don't go to Disney in 2021, and I probably won't, I'd like to have a holiday booked, even if it's for 2022, because. I thought you meant just have one booked for 2021, but no, you're not going. No. <laughs> yeah. But just no, no, not have it cancelled. Not have it booked and then have it cancelled. Have it booked and then actually go on it. But even if it isn't to go in 2021, just yeah. to have it to look forward to and then start the planning and getting your ADRs and your fast passes and thinking about where you're going to eat and all that kind of stuff, you know. Just love that that whole planning thing and looking forward to it. But I'm not going to do that until the first thing happens. So the first thing being everything gets back to normal or pretty much normal. And that's going to be interesting, you know, because even if the vaccines are as successful as it looks like they are going to be and we all hope they're going to be, there's always the possibility of another strain or another pandemic. So how much is Disney going to flip back to pre-COVID and how much is it going to keep certain things in place like the perspects and the queue and things and the social distancing and things like that, you know, is it, is it going to get to the end of next year and fully go back to normal or is there still going to be some, some remnants, you know? So it'd be interesting to see that, but, um, but just as Disney gets back to normal, then I'll think about booking my next trip and then I'll feel positive about Disney again and start looking forward to all the things that are going to come. Cause there are some, some really good things in the works and, uh, you know, some some exciting stuff ahead, but 
right now it just all feels on hold really you know which is yeah. just kind of weird yeah i don't think like it's a, it it's a, it's a good one to, to look forward to but i think i think you're right though like even looking at the uk and how we're vaccinating vaccinating people like there's no plan for the under 50s right now mm. um and you know we're relatively well advanced in terms of yeah. vaccinations compared to some other countries in the world that are visiting orlando to go to Walt disney world and yeah. including america um so you think they're going to have to keep this in place for the foreseeable, really, until they know for a fact that A, vaccines have been successful, um, B, yeah. people will even accept the fact that they want the vaccine. Yeah. And, you know, and as you said, there, are, there is a possibility of different strains that don't react to the current vaccine that we've got. So it's going to be an interesting one, I think, for the, for the foreseeable. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, um, yeah, I hope that we get fundamentally back to normal. You know, and yeah, there'll always be this little specter out there of what if there's another pandemic, you know. I think this is this has shown the potential, but hopefully we don't live in fear. None of us really want that, I don't think. We wanna we wanna get back to some kind of normal life as soon as we can. And uh yeah, on the positive side, I mean, I, I was I was very much a doubter that they that they would ever develop an effective vaccine any time. And you know it's amazing what they've done. It just shows what what can be done if all the resources are pointed at something, and you know all the restrictions are taken away. Yeah, no, I understand. Get, I mean, we can get something done. You know, my uh, my aunt who works in a care home got hers today. Fantastic. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, she's the first the first person that I know that's got one. That's yeah. not Christmas Day, by the way. No, oh, yeah, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas! Here's your, <laughs> your vaccine. Um, yeah, no, like wh when I I feel like my 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 personal bar is like if I can comfortably sit in a pub with people and not be forced to also eat a meal, then I'm like I can go to Disney now. A substantial <laughs> meal. Got checks, fine. Well, not 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 in my golf club, isn't? Right, oh, it said, just has to be over nine they, euro. Doesn't they matter. Had a list of. They had a list of what was a substantial meal and what wasn't. And somebody asked, can I have cheesy chips? No, no, that's not a substantial meal. What about soup? Yeah, you can have soup. And this bowl of soup came in. It was a small bowl of soup. And and, and then somebody else had a bowl of cheesy chips. And my God, there was about 5,000 calories <laughs> worth of cheesy chips. I mean, how could you not call that substantial? I love the fact when I have a tin of soup, it's like half this tin is a portion. No, it ain't, mate. Yeah, no. no. Who, who are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. I'm not a borrower. This fourteen this, this <laughs> plus two slices of bread is just about meets my portion size. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, how about you? Uh, two words. Onward two. Bring it on. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> one hyphenated one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I I'm really excited, and this this is actually for two parts really, so it works quite well. Um, I'm really excited for Marvel Campus. So they are expected to open both in Disneyland and Disneyland Paris next year. Um, everything kind of seems to be on track, so hopefully that'll be the case. Even if it's not all ready to go, it will be open in Disneyland Paris, even if the attractions aren't all completely finished, it will reopen. And especially for Disneyland Paris, that's going to be the first kind of phase of the studios having this massive upgrade, which they announced a few years ago which is in a bit of a state of flux. Marvel's obviously being done. We know Frozen has, has, has started work on. 
Star Wars have cleared the land for, but now that's kind of up in the air because of COVID. So to kind of have that park, which has been neglected for years, have a refreshed area with some new attractions and one that isn't based on Armageddon, uh, you know, is going to be really exciting to see. So, um, you know, and the fact that I love Marvel, so to have this whole little area in a park that's going to just have marvelly bits in is uh, is going to be joyous. So, um, I'm ex- even though I know the Ryotech isn't going to be the best, I'm still excited by the Spider-Man attraction as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I've just realised how well Aerosmith were doing at that corner of the park. Uh, <laughs> they had Rock and Roller Coaster and Armageddon ticked off. Yeah, I see. <laughs> it was called. It was called uh, Steve Tyler Plaza. Did you not know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite remarkable actually that it, that and it's it survived for so long because they were both opening day attractions. Yeah, they both kind of only went within a within about a year of each other. To, to be fair, they they they've aged just as well as Steve Tyler's face. So, speaking of facelifts, he's no Josh tomorrow, is he? He's no Josh tomorrow. No, that's not. Very, very true. <laughs> you want to find out how old Josh Tomorrow is? <laughs> uh, Siri, can you uh, tell us how old uh, Josh Tomorrow is, please? Thanks. Uh, Dan, yeah, how about you? Oh, um, so I think I think for me, it's similar to the some of the other ones that have come up. Is about visiting a park, but I want to be specific in that I want to visit Galaxy's Edge. I still haven't been to Galaxy's Edge. It opened in what Augustish 2019. Yeah. The last time I went was probably May 2019. Um, so I've still not gone. I had two trips planned this year, and both had to be cancelled, obviously. So I've missed two opportunities. So hopefully, we've we've obviously got a theme park trader trip planned for September. Yep. 2021. Um, so we'll no, see if that theme park trader. <laughs> now he remembers it. On, on the theme park trader podcast there you go um so yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to because you know um i can't think of what it's called millennium falcon ride smugglers run that's the one rise of the resistance be, you know. everyone calls it millennium falcon ride like yeah <laughs> yeah i was gonna say is there anything like really in particular you're interested in galaxy's edge uh because I, mean, I feel like people are always like oh i want to go to galaxy's edge but like what yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole experience, the whole sort of immersive experience of Galaxy's Edge, I think is going to be amazing. Um, I mean, in particular, I want to ride, ride Rise of the Resistance. Um, I mean, I've heard so many good things about it. I've mixed things about Smugglers. So I'm like, it's, it, I think it's going to be okay. Mm. But it, it, it really, from what Ryan said, it really depends on, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. which seat you're in. I mean, the thing Don't is, be the like... engineer. Yeah, correct. definitely yeah. don't be the engineer. Is that the one where you just press the buttons? From somebody who is an engineer in real life. <laughs> <laughs> the thing oh, is... yeah, engineer, that'd be great. <laughs> press this button, press this button, press this button. As we'll all say, that, that have managed to managed to get out there before Rise of the Resistance, because none of us have been there since Rise of the Resistance opened. You know, you've got this this really well-designed land, but it's, it's the little things. It's not just the attractions, the little things as well. So like Olga's Cantina. Mm. Um, even the shops, the, the characters to walk around, um, the fact that no one speaks to you in like English. You know, I feel like, like that would they annoy absolutely me. force you to speak their language. It's not. It's not. Well, see, the, the problem I had was when I was in Olga's Cantina because America is so behind the times in terms of technology. They still do the mag strip, 
mm-hmm. swiping your card. And my for security reasons, my card had that turned off. So they wouldn't accept it wouldn't accept my card because they go and take your card away and do it. So they're coming back and they're saying, Oh, um, we've not been able to accept your credits. <laughs> I'm like, I like, don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and it, English? <laughs> yeah, and it kind of went back and forth for a little bit until I figured out what it was and I was able to go into like my app, turn the mag oh, and- thing on, and oh. then it was it was fine. Um but it's still it's still quite cute and stuff and there's like lots of interactive stuff to see when you're around there i mean i didn't get to do like the the build a droid or, or build a lightsaber but you know obviously separate experiences but it's kind of like the star wars equivalent of what they did at uh hogsmeade for for harry potter the wisdom world mm-hmm. you're just immersed in that world so i think if you you know have got more than a passing interest in star wars it's just a bit of a mind blown uh, situation when when you're there because it suddenly feels you know in the same way that I felt when I went to Hogsmeade for the first time I was like oh my god I'm on a Harry Potter film set I, I felt I was now in the world of Star Wars and and that's what yeah. they now so definitely I mean for me like the highlight of Galaxy's Edge was Ogre's Cantina I I I think Smuggler's Run the first time I went on it I I thought it was bang average but I was the engineer uh, the second time I lucked out on single rider and got pilot I don't know how but I did. And it was just an entirely different ride. It went from a two out of ten to I'd say an eight or nine out of ten. Uh, but Ogre's Cantina, it, it just feels like you're in the world of Star Wars. I think it's missing potentially um, some characters to actually sit in that universe to come in and have a drink at the bar and stuff, and maybe some story elements that are happening in the background. But outside of that, I, I mean, I went to Ogre's Cantina three times in one trip. Like, it was just incredible. And I think you were going to say one day then. Boo, yeah, no, booze d- definitely helps, but <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah. Next time you go in it, you should take some scrap metal with you, and when your car doesn't work, just slap it on the bar and say, "That's best car. Give us a paint." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna change now, thanks to Mando. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'll go last. Then I would say the prospect of going to Walt Disney World for the fiftieth anniversary. At the moment, that's what we have planned. Obviously, this could all change, and this time next year, I could be in tears thinking about what could have been. But right now, like for quite a while, it's been a bit of a weird dream slash obsession of mine to be out there for the actual fiftieth. No real reason as to why, but you know, I've been going to Disney World since I was three years old. I've been there for a couple of anniversaries, but nothing as big as this. And you know, let's be honest, they're not going to be doing anything like this anytime soon. And yeah, we, we could have a, a very sedated 50th anniversary because of COVID. But I still think it will be cool. I still think the merchandise will be worth the trip. And even the prospect of returning to Disney Disney World at this point has, has got me excited for next year. And if, if all being well, I will end up going twice next year. Um, once with, with Dan for the 50th and then once with uh, Donna and Piper and possibly my parents. Maybe even within the same month of our theme park trailer trip. Um, so yeah, taking potentially taking my daughter to, to Disney for the first time, at, she'll be one and a bit. So I, I like how you said the fiftieth before that. Well, it's like I'm priority trying to... or the fiftieth. Oh, I've got a kid, haven't I? Dave, oh, on this show, he's got lip. <laughs> Look, you're, you're talking to somebody who's regularly left both his wife and child at home when he's gone to theme park. So I'm, I'm probably not the best barometer. I think um, it, for me, it's like 
I don't want, we haven't booked that trip yet. And I don't want to get too excited about taking taking her and, and Donald to Disney just yet. Um that's the that's the reason. I think if it all goes if it all fails, then we probably will end up going to DLP for a few days. But to be honest, it just depends on COVID because I'm technically in the vulnerable category. Um, which does mean I'll probably have a vaccine first. Either way, I'm just buzzing for some Piper Disney pics where she looks like she'd rather be literally anywhere else. <laughs> that, that pumpkin, uh, that pumpkin picture is something. It's my favourite thing. That's so funny. The, the thing is, though, I love, I love this. Um, I think maybe it's something that we kind of get more than other people, but I do love this mindset of, well, if they're not, you know, they're under five, they're not going to enjoy it, they're not going to remember anything, and it's like you'd be missing the point. I, I remember it. And I'm going to have those photos. And even now, like we took my daughter when she was about seven months. And, you know, she didn't obviously doesn't remember anything about it, but she looks at the photos mm. and she and she does. And she's been there as she's got older and, you know, can place those places that we went to together and everything like that. But it's, it's, it's for you. I also think you know? that people, from the other perspective, you know, tell that to my daughter when you put Hey Dougie on the TV. You know, she knows those characters. She does the same when The Simpsons are on. Like, she's only six months, but she recognises those characters and they get it. Like, they they can't talk. They can't tell you that they're enjoying it, but their face tells you everything. But we, which, like, she was watching Mickey... We made her watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse before we went because we thought we'd try and get her familiar with some of the characters. And when we had a character meal, uh, we went to Cafe Mickey because we knew that we'd be able to get in there. And, um, you know, as soon as he came walking over, like, her face just lit up. Mm. because she did recognise him so you you do get those things although and as much as I love Hey Dougie mate start watching Bluey that is next level Bluey? Bluey is that the dog from Blue's Clues? no it's an Australian cartoon it's on Disney Plus they had some hand in it or something and what I like about Hey Dougie is it's got like some references for grown ups oh that's why I like it yeah it's great Bluey, Bluey even more so it's 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 cracking, yeah. And it's I'm, a Disney, gonna, it's Disney show technically, so I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. Well, the last question that we have to uh, downline to answer, um, Nick, did you want to take care of it? Is your is you've done it for the other shows? I feel like it's fair. All right. Uh, if you had one Christmas wish for 2021 on a future Disney, what would it be? Dan. Um. So if I had a wish. Um, about something coming to Disney, I, I would say that fast passes don't return. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh controversial. Same, isn't it? But I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I yeah, just angry. leave it off. You know, keep it even playing field, whatever the term is. Even Stevens. Level, level playing field. That's the one. There you go. Um, Dan used a sports analogy. I like. Yeah. It. Look at me with sports. Look at you. <laughs> I'm Go kick. um yeah i think i mean we i mean we've had discussions about this before haven't we ryan about would it be better without it and and obviously obviously it's hard to gauge at the moment isn't it because it's reduced capacity and all that sort of stuff but it does make it more even doesn't it It does doesn't make you less aggressive at the people going through fast pass when you're queuing up in in toy story and they're letting literally everyone through and you're just there waiting at the gate and there's like 100 day, people have like, come through. At the start of the day when Fast Pass isn't um, on yet, and I know you, it's slightly less busy at the start of the day, it does make a real difference to the capacity of a ride when everyone is just boarding. 
Like mm. it really does. And I hope they at least test it. Like when they start to go up, say up to like 70%, 80%, still keep it off and analyze what happens. Mm-hmm. I think, and then I think... they'll just bring it back and they'll charge for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what will happen. Yeah. <laughs> Disney way. <laughs> I think there's a way. I think the one good thing about this situation and, and obviously what's kind of forced this into happening is it's got to make them rethink what they do and how they do things because it's not going to, I mean, they're, they're talking 2022, aren't they? Before it even might go back to how it was in terms of mm. reservations and stuff like that. I'd like to think they use this time to really like look at things, look at how it's going and and maybe review what they could do better going forward because I think it is a flawed system. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah. I'm much prefer- I mean that's what that's one of the reasons why I like going to DLP is is because like you know that day I go in there I can get the fast fast I want at the start of the day plan my day around it from from that point on rather than like months in you know in the future and that's if I'm at the right hotel you know you get you get your advantage I just yeah I don't like it yeah no I agree I think the the one thing for me would be that someone comes in to Disney and just shakes things up at an upper management level because I do I do generally think that a lot of the magic is lost in in the company now I think when you look at the what they're doing it's it's all rinse and repeat in the parks. You don't really seem to get the impression that Chapek certainly doesn't care about Imagineering. Um, Josh Tamaro, may, maybe he does, like in, in all fairness. But I mean, it, it's hard to, to kind of really defend them after this year and all of the the layoffs and things. But I just my hope is that Imagineering get get a bit of love again over the last over the next few years. I think they're at a real risk of becoming what happened to them when. Um, Eisner and Frank Wells, when that partnership broke apart, obviously after he died, I think that's what we're going to see from Imagineering over the next few years. And my hope is that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I genuinely think history is just going to repeat itself and they're just going to be fucked again. And they're going to be like, how did this happen? Oh, yeah, it was us. (laughs) I think so. But no, I think think that's it's a valid point. I think, yeah, sometimes you need to go through that pain to kind of see through the other side it is definitely a, an awkward stage at the moment but yeah maybe someone will come in fingers crossed in i go hello let's all let's just let's You're all, all shit yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's all go and do it we'll, we'll do it as a joint committee <laughs> take turns yeah split it out by days i'll, I'll have tuesdays <laughs> well thanks very much for joining us um Kate, did you want to? Um, you can do the, the the plug. Oh, thanks. Uh, if you want to hear more of me and Sinead, uh, you can find us uh, making waffles podcast on any any podcasting platform you can also follow us on instagram at, at mickey waffles pod or hit Sinead up on twitter because i don't have that at, at mickey waffle pod same tag sans the s thanks for having us on guys here we go that was that was a thing of beauty thank you dan take notes <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dan can't plug his show because it is his show this time so he's, he's off the hook true true I just escaped that one my dad's come on this like round table just got red for filth the whole time it's because he's too nice um, I've got to be honest Ryan, when, you, when you said the plug I did think is this some kind of like 50s dance craze that I didn't 
know anything about. <laughs> like, do I need to know some moves? Um, you can you can find us at Disney Parks and Beyond, um, Twitter, Amazon, uh, any podcast app. It's all there. Uh, we're on Twitter as well, but uh, just just search us, find us. You know, it's it'll show notes, blah 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 mm. blah blah blah. And and of course, Ryan and, and Sinead are uh, regularly on there as well. If you want to hear more of them, Danny's also on there. But he sits in the corner being quiet, so you don't actually know he's there. He's there every episode. Every episode. He's the uh, the note taker. <laughs> he sends the minutes. <laughs> I think we need to review The Good Dinosaur. I think that'd be a good episode. There you go, boys. First episode of the new year. There you go. I've done, yeah. Ah, there you are. And just in time. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. They have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. <laughs>